For over 45 years, people have relied on Village Green Apothecary to give them individualized nutrition, pharmacy, and healthy living products. Village Green will give you the kind of person-to-person help and attention that mass market pharmacies have long ago forgotten. You can depend on us for knowledge, experience, product selection, and a smile. Visit Village Green in Bethesda at 5415 West Cedar Lane. Call us at 301-530-0800 or check out our website at myvillagegreen.com. We're here to help you. Welcome, listeners, to The Essentials of Healthy Living on 1500 AM, brought to you by the Village Green Apothecary, located at 5415 West Cedar Lane in Bethesda, Maryland. I'm Dana Lake, alternating the show with Dr. Kevin Passaro, trying to bring you a wide variety of really good information all about you and your health. Now, the show is streamed through myvillagegreen.com. That's myvillagegreen.com. And this is a reminder that Village Green is your resource for questions about your health, either through the website and the store on Cedar Lane. They have expert advice. They also carry a superior line of supplements from many manufacturers, including their own Pathway products. Now, we're here every Sunday morning at 10 a.m., so please join Dr. Kevin Passaro next week for his discussion on nutrition. Today, we are focusing on news you can use and exploring many of the controversies in health and nutrition. We like to do this from time to time, and so this is going to be a roundup and a variety. We're going to talk first about calcium being taken without sufficient D and magnesium actually increases risks for early death and chronic diseases and does not support bone health well. We'll also talk about talcum powder and cancer risks, and that will be followed by the U.S. government reversal of dietary and cardiovascular recommendations and what it means to you. Also, what cardiovascular tests to discuss with your physician. We'll go over old and new concerns about fluoride in the water supply and the government's changes in recommendations. We may cover more on toxins in the environment, depending on our time today. Also, we'll discuss new findings in autism and some more information on treatments. I want to talk to you about the Autism Exchange and the Neurological Health Foundation. And we'll finish up with the autoimmune solution, which we mentioned previously. Very exciting documentary that is coming up. So let's get started on the calcium issue. Now, the use of calcium supplements for prevention of bone fracture and bone loss has not been well established. Now, this comes from studies of thousands and thousands of women over many decades. So this is not the result of one small study. It's the result of numerous large studies. Now, calcium requires magnesium to facilitate utilization in the bone. The ratio of calcium to magnesium should be closer to one-to-one. 250 milligrams of calcium, 250 milligrams of magnesium. A two-to-one ratio would be the very minimal because the higher the calcium is relative to the magnesium, the less utilizable the calcium may be. So that's, that's an important factor. 
So I will repeat, calcium without adequate magnesium increases the risk for multiple conditions. What are those conditions? And this is from the studies. The daily use of high-dose calcium above 500 milligrams in some studies, in others above 700 milligrams, and in others above 1,000 milligrams. And I will insert here that the recommendations from our government and from all of the healthcare agencies have promoted 1,000 to 1,500 milligrams per day. And the danger is that alone calcium is a culprit. So what does it increase the risk for? Prostate cancer, cardiovascular disease, heart attacks and strokes, inflammation, kidney stones, and increased calcification of arteries. This increases the risk for early death. So why is calcium recommended in that range? And is calcium the enemy? It's not. It's not calcium It's calcium without adequate magnesium and vitamin D. That calcium doesn't get driven into the bone, which is why the study showed or revealed that it wasn't successful in improving bone status. Now, what kind of calcium? The calcium that's an alkalizer, like antacids, will not absorb very well. So what kinds of calcium are more uh, more efficient? And that's the citrate, chelate forms, hydroxyapatite forms, aspartates. So there are other forms of calcium. They require or take up more space in a pill. So it's been cheaper to give calcium carbonate as a supplement. It's alkal- It's an alkalizer, and it doesn't absorb that well because calcium requires acidity for appropriate absorption. And the elemental calcium and elemental magnesium is what is important. How much is the elemental amount in your supplement? In carbonates, it's about 40%. But as I said, the carbonates are alkalizers and something we really want to avoid. This is a real important concept. The researchers do not realize what they've got in front of them. They're thinking the culprit is all the calcium. It is the lack of magnesium. In these studies, there was a subset of women who did benefit from calcium supplements and did benefit as far as the bones and did not have the side effects that we've just talked about. And I have not been able to parse that data because it's just difficult to know and break it down. I suspect that the women who were successful were on their own taking the appropriate amount of magnesium and vitamin D. So that's the information. It's got to be one-to-one ratio of calcium to magnesium to make it work well so that it also isn't free to cause inflammation, heart disease, other chronic disease, increase cancer, and early death rate. Now, talcum powder and cancer risks. This issue has floated around for quite a while, and it's really important. Johnson & Johnson has been ordered to pay $55 million to a woman who claims taking talcum powder caused her ovarian cancer. 
And this is the second such judgment against the manufacturer in three months. And the ruling comes amid ongoing debate about the link between this bathroom staple and deadly disease that is often detected far too late. Now, what's the problem here? Asbestos fibers have been known to contaminate, to be part of talcum powder. And this has been an ongoing problem. And the talcum powder uh, is, that occurs, it's mined from the soil. It's composed of magnesium, silicon, oxygen, and hydrogen. It's widely used in cosmetics and personal care products, such as talcum powder, to absorb moisture, prevent caking, and improve the product's feel. Now, the American Cancer Society says most concerns about a link between talcum powder and cancer focus on two areas, whether people with long-term exposure to natural talc fibers at work, such as talc miners, are at higher risk of lung cancer, and whether women who apply the talc regularly in the genital area have increased risk for ovarian cancer. So the International Agency for Research on Cancer, which classifies genital use of talcum body powder as possibly carcinogenic to humans. I'd like to say that this is a long time coming. This issue has been talked about for a long time. So bottom line, I don't like to give you bad news without giving you helpful news. Arrowroot powder is a good substitute, and there are many products that use arrowroot powder. Burt's Bees, a Baby Bee, is a dusting powder. It is talc-free. You can look for that on the label. There's another one called Silky Underwear, made of cornstarch, cocoa butter, jasmine, and a few few more uh, agents in there. And Nature's Baby Organic Silky Dusting Powder uh, is another good one. There's another one called No Sweat Body Defense made from tapioca starch, vitamin E, and aloe. So uh, another one called High Cotton Body Dust that has lavender and uh, white thyme, sage. (laughs) So there are many products on the market that can be used in lieu of talcum powders uh, so you can reduce your risk. Now, we've, we've got a little bit to cover here on the government's dietary risk factors. They've done a major reversal. And why is that? Well, the, the facts were always there. And this has been in my handouts for 40, 45 years. Cholesterol, eggs, butter, and salt. The narrative has changed. We all know hydrogenated oils are more harmful than any kind of natural fat, even lard, that you could consume. Lard is actually not that unhealthy. So we want to avoid hydrogenated trans fatty acids. They get into the cell membranes and they block the good fatty acids like omega-3 fatty acids. So the USDA just indicated that avoiding or lowering cholesterol-containing foods will not lower the serum levels because they're regulated by your body. 
The less cholesterol consumed, the more liver manufactures, and the more cholesterol consumed, the less the liver manufactures. And just to let you know, the liver manufactures at least 1,000 milligrams a day more if you're not consuming cholesterol. It is so important to your body. It's 65% of the dry weight of the brain. It's essential in cell membranes. It's the bricks in our cell membranes. So lowering cholesterol artificially does not reduce the death rate. It can reduce the death rate from heart disease, but it increases the death rate from bleeding strokes, depression, suicides, and accidents. And the accidents are thought to be hidden suicides. Why would that be? If you're reducing the bricks in your cell membrane, you're making them weak, subject to retinal uh, bleeds, retinal tears, and bleeding strokes. And serotonin is dependent upon cholesterol. So when we make, when we lower it too low, we are offending, damaging our serotonin production and metabolism. So very important, the government now says it is of no value to try and measure and regulate cholesterol in your diet. We're going to talk more about this in the next segment. And for those of you who've just tuned in, I'm Dana Lake. You're with the Essentials of Healthy Living here on 1500 AM. We're brought to you by Village Green Apothecary. Stay with us. We'll be right back with more news you can use and controversies. Mega Food Premium Whole Food Supplements are the only supplements crafted from scratch with farm fresh whole foods to deliver nourishment the way nature intended. Mega Food believes Mother Nature knows best. They select only fresh whole food, harvested at the peak of ripeness, handle it gently and with care to deliver its vital essence to you in every bottle. Mega Food, from farm to tablet. Our name is our promise. For more information, visit us online at megafood.com. Zymogen is pleased to announce the arrival of Fit Food, a delicious, high-quality, functional food that's formulated to support weight management, healthy body composition, glycemic management, cardiovascular and immune health, and more. Each delicious serving of Fit Food contains 21 grams of pure New Zealand-sourced bioactive whey protein, 6 grams of fiber-immune-supporting oat beta-glucan, and additional glutamine, glycine, taurine, and MC. Fit Food provides holistic support for today's active body. Learn more at Zymogen.com. Available now through your healthcare professional and Village Green Apothecary. All over the world, people are beginning to discover fish oil is one of the best secrets for unlocking great health. Thousands of studies have shown the amazing effects of these powerful omega-3s for heart health. Plus, fish oils have even been shown to balance moods and lessen anxiety. With exceptional taste, unrivaled freshness, and unsurpassed purity, Nordic Naturals is the easy way to get your omega-3s every day. To learn more, visit Village Green Apothecary or visit NordicNaturals.com. Nordic Naturals, committed to the planet, committed to pure and great-tasting omega oils. The brain requires nutrition just like the rest of the body. And this is where Gero Formula's NeuroOptimizer comes to the rescue. NeuroOptimizer is a concentrated source of nutrients needed for memory, mood, concentration, and focus. NeuroOptimizer supplies the building blocks for neurotransmitters, the chemicals that allow cells in the brain to communicate and to file away memories. NeuroOptimizer is the nutritional answer to the brain's needs. 
To learn more about formulas, visit Gero.com. Gero Formulas, available at Village Green Apothecary. Are you under a lot of stress at work? Pressure from the boss, budget cuts, impossible workloads? It can all take a serious toll on your health. But we can help. Village Green Apothecary has everything you need for a healthier lifestyle. A wide range of nutritional supplements, health-related books, and more. We've been providing customized nutrition and healthy living resources for over 45 years, and we'll take the time to advise you about your unique needs. Visit Village Green Apothecary in Bethesda at 5415 West Cedar Lane or check out our website at myvillagegreen.com. Welcome back, listeners, to the second segment of The Essentials of Healthy Living on 1500 AM. The show is brought to you by Village Green Apothecary at 5415 West Cedar Lane in Bethesda, Maryland. And this is a reminder that Village Green's nutrition advisors have an exciting new tool to use called Natural Medicine's Comprehensive Database. And it's considered the most authoritative resource available. It provides unbiased and scientific information on dietary supplements, natural medicines, and complementary alternative and integrative therapies. So you can contact Village Green for lots of issues. You can ask questions. You can talk about your diet. You can talk about supplements. And you can find out about yourself, what you can take, what's going to happen, what are the interactions that can occur. Very exciting news. Now, today, we are focusing on news you can use and exploring many of the controversies in health and nutrition. In the first segment, we talked about taking calcium without sufficient D and magnesium increases the risks for early death, chronic diseases, inflammation, and cancers, and does not necessarily support bone health. The issue is not the calcium. The issue is not enough magnesium, a one-to-one ratio or two-to-one ratio. And then we introduced the subject of the U.S. government reversing many of the cardiovascular and dietary recommendations and what that means to you. We did mention that the government now says keeping track of cholesterol and trying to lower it in the diet is no longer recommended. Why? Because lowering cholesterol does not reduce cholesterol significantly, and cholesterol is not a cardiovascular risk. The liver makes 1,000 to 2,000 milligrams a day, more if diet is low in cholesterol and less if the diet is higher in cholesterol. Cholesterol does not cause cardiovascular disease and cannot attack a healthy vessel. Think of two pieces of Velcro, opposite pieces. If I put one piece on my desk and I move the opposite piece all over the desk, nothing happens until it gets to the opposing, uh, the opposing one. So then they stick together. The Velcro sticks together. Cholesterol sticks to the injury in the vessel. The cause of heart disease is the injury in the vessel, and there are many aspects that can cause injury. Aging, genetics, we have to start with those two, but also uh, high sugar in the diet, inflammation, and aging, with aging, we get inflammation, hydrogenated oils, we talked about that in the first segment. So there are many things uh, that can damage the vessels. High blood pressure will certainly damage them, nick them, cause a problem to which cholesterol responds as a Band-Aid. It is not the culprit. 
And why is cholesterol even in our body? It's necessary for cell membranes, for strength and structure. 65% of the dry weight of the brain is made of cholesterol. It's also critical for our reproductive fertility hormones for fetal development. And just to insert here, statins cause birth defects because they interfere with the production of cholesterol. So that's the importance of cholesterol and fetal development. And also the development of sterol, sterols, hormones, vitamin D. And it's also a covering for the nerves and essential for serotonin metabolism. So it is extremely important. And when we look at cardiovascular disease, most of the problems that we encounter are sugar problems. Excess sugar in the body gets converted by insulin to the fat called triglycerides. The triglycerides are carried on and raise LDLs, total cholesterol, and settle around the middle in what we call belly fat. And with a high triglyceride, if somebody says, don't eat eggs and milk, don't, don't eat meat, they're wrong. What they're wrong about is that it's a sugar problem. The sugar is converted to fat. And what you need to look at in your diet, are you getting a lot of sugars? Are you drinking sodas, eating a lot of sweets, refined breads of all kinds, pretzels, bagels, breads, pastas, crackers, all of those raise glucose higher than a teaspoon of white sugar. So it's a sugar problem. Now let's talk a little bit more about some of these cardiovascular risk factors and what else the government says. Eggs are not a problem. Eggs are healthy for you. They actually raise HDLs. There was never a scientific basis for avoiding eggs and lowering cholesterol. And it was arbitrary assigning about 250 to 300 milligrams a day as your limit for cholesterol based on what was in one egg. And it's interesting, if you look at the data over the years, if we start out in the 19, 1909 and we look at changes between 1909 and 2000, we see that in cutting back on butter, lard, and eggs and increasing trans fatty acids, we increase cardiovascular disease exponentially. And this is what the government told us to do. This was NIH, National Heart Lung Blood Institute, American Heart Association, American Dietetic Association, USDA, FDA. We can go on and on and on. There was no scientific basis for this. But the industry, especially the industry that involves shortening and edible oils, had a big say in what was recommended. And the industry needed us to need them to alter our foods so that we could eat so-called healthfully. The most damaging issue in our diet has been the hydrogenated oils. Yes, the increase in sugars, the artificial additives, but hydrogenated oils interfere with the brain, fertility, reproduction, fetal development, cardiovascular health, immunity, and the list goes on. Egg intake is not related to increased cardiovascular disease, and this is throughout the world. 
as we reduced egg intake in our Western culture, cardiovascular disease increased. So we don't see an increased, we don't see a decreased risk of cardiovascular disease when we made all of these changes. Uh, So we talked about that. I talked about triglycerides. I also want to talk about the kinds of tests that you should be talking to your physicians about. Now, we always want to look at glucose, and that would be a fasting glucose and hemoglobin A1C, because what did I say? That poor glucose control leads to abnormal lipids. And so it's very important to know glucose control. Hemoglobin A1C is a measure of how you accumulate accumulate glucose in your body, how you handle it. So if you have increased glucose on a regular basis, it's going to show up in what is called glycosylated hemoglobin. That means it's drunk with, saturated with sugar. Think of hemoglobin and the retina of the eye. They do not require a doorway to prevent glucose from getting in except when it's escorted by insulin. They are open doors. They are sponges for glucose. And this is why people with diabetes have retinal uh, risks and risk for blindness if, if their diabetes goes unchecked. Hemoglobin A1C, HbA1C, fasting glucose, triglycerides, they should be under 100 under 100. If they are rising above 100, then your diet is too glycemic, sugar raising. Total cholesterol, we really need to know that. And it it can be between 150 to 200. The optimum is probably 165 to 180, but it's really relative to these other factors. The LDL cholesterol, Now, we can break that LDL down into good and bad LDL, and I'm being a little simplistic here. That test is called an NMR lipoprotein particle size. It looks at good and bad LDL, good and bad HDL, insulin resistance. So we look at the particle sizes. This is a much more sophisticated assessment of what your lipids look like. Now, the cholesterol HDL ratio is something that's important. Uh, Under 4 to 1 is lower risk. Ideal is 3 to 1 or less. The lipoprotein particle sizes I did mention. We also look at the uh, ratio between cholesterol and HDL. Now, they should be pretty close to each other. The higher the triglycerides, the lower and the lower the HDL, the more likely you are to be at a risk for high glucose levels and prediabetes and diabetes. So we like to see it under 2 to 1. If it's over 4 to 1, that's triglycerides to HDL, you have a significant increased risk. If it's over 6 to 1, it's severe. Now, ApoB is bad. <laughs> And ApoA1 is good. They can be measured. They are independent risk factors for cardiovascular disease. And the ratio of ApoB to ApoA1 uh, should be under 1.25 to 1. Then there's something called lipoprotein little a. Who names these? I'm not sure. 
but lipoprotein, little a, should be less than 10. Again, it's an independent risk factor for cardiovascular. Then we look at a fasting total plasma homocysteine. When that's above 8, it can mean that we have a a variant defect in a gene called MTHFR that converts inactive folic acid to active forms of folate. Very important. So ask for that as well. We also want to look at a C-reactive protein because increases can indicate infection or inflammation and, of course, increase cardiovascular risk. Fibrinogen, if it gets too high, it increases coagulation and the thickness, viscosity of the blood, and therefore risk for clots. Higher levels are higher risk. Waist-tip ratio, that's an easy one. The waist-tip ratio should be under uh, 0.9, really under 1. And the vitamin D3, very important. Increased risk for uh, cardiovascular disease, among many other conditions, when vitamin D is low, we want to see it above 50, somewhere in the range of 50 to 80. And we do test for the gene variant called MTHFR. It's not uncommon. And if you have a history in your family of early heart disease, you'll want to make sure you take a look at that. So we did a lot here about cardiovascular disease, a lot of good information. And if you've just tuned in, you're listening to The Essentials of Healthy Living. I'm Dana Lake, your host for the hour. And we're brought to you by Village Green Apothecary. Stay with us, folks. We'll be right back after this break with more interesting information on controversies and uh, risk factors. Solgar number no. 7 can help you feel the difference. Solgar number no. 7 actually shows improvement in joint comfort within 7 days. Now you can start to get back on track fast and pursue the activities you love. Solgar number no. 7 is a breakthrough in joint care with no glucosamine and no chondroitin. The advanced bioactives in Solgar number no. 7 help to increase flexibility, mobility, and range of motion within 7 days. One capsule once a day is all you need. When stiff joints occasionally say no, Solgar number no. 7 says yes. Solgar number no. 7 Available at Village Green Apothecary. New from Garden of Life, Kind Organics Whole Food Multivitamins. They are the only USDA certified organic, non-GMO verified whole food multivitamins available. They're gluten-free, certified vegan, and feature a patent-pending clean tablet technology. Kind Organics is super clean, untreated, unadulterated, and real whole food. Kind Organics Multivitamins from Garden of Life. Be kind to your body and the earth. Kind Organics, now available at Village Green Apothecary and online at myvillagegreen.com. Do you have unique needs that a mass market pharmacy can't handle? Village Green Apothecary can help. Maybe your doctor prescribed a special compounded formula for you or you have concerns about allergies or dietary supplements. We invite you to talk with one of our compounding specialists today. Our team includes pharmacists, nutritionists, clinical herbalists, and naturopaths offering customized products and personalized healthy living plans to ensure your well-being. Visit Village Green in Bethesda at 5415 West Cedar Lane. Call us at 301-530-0800 or check out our website at myvillagegreen.com. Staying mentally sharp means nourishing the mind as well as the body. That's why there's new Cognisure from Metagenics. Research shows that the active natural ingredient in Cognisure supports multiple mechanisms necessary for maintaining healthy cognition and a healthy brain as it ages. Cognisure is also easy to take in delicious, chewable chocolate tablets. Have a clear and bright future by maintaining mental capacity with healthy habits and 
Cognisure. Remember Cognisure for healthy brain aging support. Available through your healthcare professional and Village Green Apothecary. Have you ever wondered why the cold and flu season occurs in the fall and winter months? One theory is because of a decrease in sun exposure, our bodies don't make enough vitamin D, which is essential to proper immune function. That's why medical experts recommend supplementing with vitamin D. Thorne Research's vitamin D products are made from pure vitamin D with no preservatives or unnecessary ingredients added. Support your immune system with Thorne's vitamin D1000 and D5000. These and other immune-supporting formulas are always available at Village Green. Welcome back, listeners, to the third segment of The Essentials of Healthy Living on 1500 AM, brought to you by Village Green Apothecary at 5415 West Cedar Lane in Bethesda, Maryland. I'm Dana Leake, and I alternate this show with Dr. Kevin Passaro. And what we try to do is bring you a lot of really good information all about you and your health. And today, we've been covering a lot of issues. I call it uh, focusing on news you can use and exploring many of the controversies in health and nutrition. We talked about calcium and the risks of taking calcium alone, especially beyond 500 milligrams a day without adequate magnesium. It is not as useful. It increases hardening of the arteries. It increases uh, kidney stones, risk for chronic diseases, and early death rate. It's not that calcium's bad. It's that magnesium is typically not a part of most of the uh, simple calcium supplements. Sophisticated calcium supplements do include vitamin D, magnesium, and often other nutrients important to bone. We also talked about talcum powder and the asbestos fibers that can be in it and the fact that uh, Johnson & Johnson has uh, gone through uh, several suits and had to settle on this for the increased cancer risks, including lung cancer and ovarian cancer. And uh, then we talked about the cardiovascular aspects and that the government reversed itself on recommendations and the recommendations that were made over the last 40 years by the government did not have a scientific basis. In fact, it was known along that time, certainly 30 years ago, that many of the studies that were used had conclusions that were not consistent with the study findings. They were consistent with what the researchers believed, which was all fats were bad and cholesterol was causing heart disease. So cholesterol is not the, the enemy, and the government says quit looking at cholesterol in the diet. It's regulated by the body. There's no sense doing that. Eggs are good. They're back on the table. I've talked about that for a long, long time, and I wish to repeat that my my handouts for 40, 45 years have had in them exactly what I'm telling you right now and where the government did their turnaround. So eggs are healthy. They raise HDLs. The best eggs are soft-boiled and poached. That doesn't mean you can't have fried and scrambled eggs. Salt. Salt restriction is no longer recommended because according to the USDA, like other nutrients, nutrients are regulated by the body. When we need more, we absorb more and retain more. When we need less, we absorb less and retain less. The body has its own wisdom. And the government says there's no longer any valid basis for the current SALT guidelines. What's interesting is if you look all over the world 
and look at salt intake. It varies. Some cultures have very low intakes. Others have very high intakes. But the blood levels remain the same. Let's go back again. That's homeostasis. The body regulates it. Body doesn't do that with medications. It doesn't say you need more, we're going to absorb more, you need less, we're going to absorb and retain less. The body doesn't do that. It doesn't have a homeostasis factor with medications. It does with nutrients, which is why it is very difficult to achieve a toxicity taking supplements. It is hard. You have to overwhelm the body on a, in a long period of time to create toxicities. Having said that, it doesn't mean you shouldn't be smart, but you really shouldn't have to consult with a nutritionist or dietitian in order to take supplements any more than you consult before you walk into a bar or a fast food restaurant. That's when you should be worried and that's when you should question. So I'm I'm encouraging people to look at their diets, be healthy, go organic, go organic, go organic. Keep keep doing that. So what uh, what else I wanted to tell you uh, is that sugars are now the government's main concern. Sugars, refined carbohydrates, the breads, the crackers, the bagels. So please keep that in mind, folks. Now I want to talk to you about fluoride controversies, and this is very interesting. Uh, Fluoride sources include drinking water, food, toothpaste, rinses, treatments, and fluoride pesticides. And drinking water is an inexact delivering route, and putting fluoride in the water supply is the first time ever that a medication was put in the water supply. Everything else that's in the water supply has been directed toward getting rid of pathogens and keeping it uh, healthy. Now, fluoride replaces calcium in teeth and bones, and it can result in an excess buildup in the teeth called fluorosis, and that can occur in the bone too, and it increases hip fractures. Now, for a while, the medical community was recommending fluoride as a treatment, one of the treatments in osteoporosis, but it does increase bone brittleness, so you don't hear that recommendation anymore. Uh, and fluoride incorporated in bone mineral is anabolic. It's anabolic. However, the biochemical competence of the new bone is reduced. Higher doses are associated with greater risk than lower doses of fluoride. Now, in children, pea-sized amounts of fluoride toothpaste ingestion can lead to fluorosis of the dental enamel, which is a slight, uh, a slight damage of the enamel. Now, the controversies we talk about with fluoride are very interesting. And this is from the CDC, the Institute of Medicine, the National Research Council, National Academies of Science, the uh, AAP and ADA, that's American Academy of Pediatrics and the American Dental Association. Babies are now fluoride overdosed from intake of so-called optimal levels. That's a National Research Council. Enamel fluoride concentration is not associated with reduced decay. Excess can increase decay, so there's a very narrow therapeutic level, and you can't know what that is when you've got multiple fluoride sources, particularly in the water. 
And the risk factor for fluorosis damage on the enamel is fluoridated drinking water, supplements, and toothpaste, infant formulas containing fluoride before the age of six. Now, silica fluorides used to fluoridate that are used to fluoridate 92% of water supplies have not been sufficiently tested, and it increases the fluoridated water from silica fluorides increases the risks for lower IQ in children. This is established. This is not a suggestion. It's not a guess. It's established. And bone cancer in adolescent males. Now, there are suspected risks, including genotoxicity, meaning that it's toxic to genes, neurological immune, reproductive, endocrine defects. This is so important that the National Research Council, National Academies of Science have research going on. And so what what's happened? Uh, well, let me give you the overall because I've given you a lot of specifics. Reproductive effects of sodium fluoride exposure, reduced fertility, impaired male reproduction, reduced follicle maturation and pregnancy success, birth defects in animal studies, Increased alteration in DNA and methylation damage. That's huge. Oxidative stress and cardiotoxicity. Increased blood lipids. Increased apoptosis. That is a technical term that means cell death. Built-in cell death is increased with fluoride. And P53 gene uh, cancer gene expression is increased. That's th- This is a big deal. Uh, so the paradigm shifting is that the National Academies of Science is looking at fluoride water safety uh, with regard to the issues I just mentioned. The American Academy of Pediatrics and the ADA in 2006, this was 10 years ago, recommended avoiding fluoride drops for infants up to age two. They used to mandate it. Now they want to, they want it avoided. And my suspicion is it should go on even longer. Uh, Health and Human Services has recommended as of 2011 a 42% reduction of fluoride in public water. And the EPA proposes to limit the exposure to fluoride by lowering the current legal fluoride cap in tap water and banning sulfurous fluoride pesticides. And that runoff gets into the water supply. And so that is another source that can be quite damaging to us. Uh, now we, I have just a, a few more comments on controversies and uh, the toxins. I want to emphasize that the toxins that get into the water supply, we have what's called bioaccumulation. So we have small, uh, let's, let's talk about the water supply, small fish getting toxins. They are fed on by bigger fish, bigger fish, bigger fish, then birds. And then humans do the fishing of the large fish. So it concentrates as it goes up the line. So sardines are less toxic in their accumulation of toxic metals, including cadmium, lead, but also DDT contaminated water. There's many, there are many toxicants that are in the water supply. So when we eat big old fish, we are getting a super concentration of toxins. 
real important folks. So we've covered a lot, and in the next segment, we'll cover some more. We're going to talk about uh, new findings in autism and treatments and uh, talk a little bit about the the autoimmune solution. If you've just tuned in, you're with The Essentials of Healthy Living. I'm Dana Lake, your host for the hour. Please stay with us, folks. We'll be right back after this break. MegaFood Premium Whole Food Supplements are the only supplements crafted from scratch with farm-fresh whole foods to deliver nourishment the way nature intended. MegaFood believes Mother Nature knows best. They select only fresh whole food, harvested at the peak of ripeness, handle it gently and with care to deliver its vital essence to you in every bottle. MegaFood, from farm to tablet. Our name is our promise. For more information, visit us online at megafood.com. Bridging the gap between nutraceuticals and pharmaceuticals. That's the concept behind Zymogen's new exclusive and patented line of formulations, which utilize sophisticated delivery technologies to focus on specific molecular targets. The Zymogen EP line features Immunitix 3.6, a potent ingredient that has demonstrated a measurable ability to prime and enhance immune cell function. Applications include immune system support and support for white blood cell recovery following radiation therapy and other bone marrow affecting treatments. Now available at Village Green Apothecary and online at myvillagegreen.com. For over 10 years, Nordic Naturals has been the world leader in crafting omega-3 fish oils that are great for the body and for the planet. They work one-on-one with researchers and select fishermen to harvest only those fish species that are flourishing. With Nordic Naturals, you get all the benefits of omega-3, a strong heart, clear eyes, and flexible joints, plus the reassurance that their products are environmentally friendly. To learn more, visit Village Green Apothecary or visit nordicnaturals.com. Nordic Naturals. Committed to the planet. Committed to pure and great-tasting omega oils. Did you get enough lutein today to support eye health? Most Americans consume only 2 milligrams per day, yet populations with good eye health often consume 6 to 20 milligrams to protect the macula of the eye against oxidative stress and aging. Vision Optimizer from Gero Formula supplies lutein, zeaxanthin, and 13 other vitamins, phytonutrients, and herbs that support eye health and function, reduce eye fatigue, and promote eye comfort. For more information, visit Gero.com. Gero Formulas, available at Village Green Apothecary. Do you have unique needs that a mass market pharmacy can't handle? Village Green Apothecary can help. Maybe your doctor prescribed a special compounded formula for you, or you have concerns about allergies or dietary supplements. We invite you to talk with one of our compounding specialists today. Our team includes pharmacists, nutritionists, clinical herbalists, and naturopaths offering customized products and personalized healthy living plans to ensure your well-being. Visit Village Green in Bethesda at 5415 West Cedar Lane. Call us at 301-530-0 or check out our website at myvillagegreen.com. Welcome back, listeners, to today's final segment of the Essentials of Healthy Living on 1500 AM. We're brought to you by Village Green Apothecary, located at 5415 West Cedar Lane in Bethesda, Maryland. I'm Dana Lake, and I alternate the show with Dr. Kevin Passaro, trying to bring you a wide variety of really good information all about you and your health. Now, this is a reminder that we're here every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. And please join Kevin next Sunday for his discussion on health and nutrition. Today, we have been focusing on news you can use and exploring many of the controversies in health and nutrition. We talked about the excess 
calcium relative to magnesium being a contributor to inflammation, early death, chronic diseases, and poor bone support. The issue is not that calcium is the culprit. The issue is that the magnesium is what is important. It helps. It's responsible for the utilization of calcium. Now, talcum powder we talked about and the alternatives. Uh, Talcum powder has asbestos fibers in it, can have asbestos fibers in it, and best avoided. And then we talked a long time about the U.S. government reversing almost all of its dietary recommendations on cardiovascular disease, cholesterol, eggs, salt, and butter. It's back on the table. We talked about that at length. And we talked about the concerns that the National Academy of Sciences, uh, National Academies of Science has on fluoride in the water supply and recommendations now from the government to cut back on fluoridation in the water supply. So we're now going to talk about uh, autism and some new findings. And this is, this is really important. Uh, autism has evolved from being blamed on the mother. And this was based on a psychiatrist at Hopkins who said the cause of autism was refrigerator mothers. And there was actually no study, no data to support that. And that opinion lasted almost 30 or 40 years. And thanks to Bernie Rimlin, who founded the Autism Research Institute, he turned it around and he showed that it's a an underlying biochemical disorder. So uh, at first it became a from refrigerator mother, it went to educational psychiatric disorder, and now it's well understood as a biomedical disease. Now, autism is multifaceted, and I like to use the term autisms because there are different presentations of that diagnosis. It is the consequences of the environmental impact on gene variants and gene expression. There are identified now about 300 genes involved, and it may be as high as 1,000, according to the researchers. So it's just not one finding. It's not simple. We find in autism dysfunctions in the following. Barrier integrity, that's to the brain and the gut. Inflammation, immune disorders, gastrointestinal problems, metabolism and biochemistry problems, and neurological dysfunctions. All of this results in Impaired responses to surroundings, stimuli, foods, food components, toxins, artificial additives, pesticides, medications, and drugs. Many individuals with autism have gene variants that render them susceptible to reactions to a host of medications, including vaccinations. It is not controversial to look at that picture. It should not be controversial. We need to identify, uh, particularly in families that have a history of autism in their families, those who are most susceptible so that the child can be vaccinated safely. Now, the American Academy of Pediatrics has had this information available to pediatricians now for, I believe, about uh, 10 years, almost 10 years. 
They direct pediatricians to become knowledgeable in complementary alternative treatments for autism, including dietary and nutritional interventions. So this is this is brand new. And what we need to do is take hold of that and run with it. Uh, it it I think some people didn't get the memo. Now, autism risk, genetics and family history. In either or both parents, autism, uh, psychiatric conditions, uh, obsessive-compulsive disorder, fragile X, Tourette's, Down syndrome, seizures, developmental delays, autoimmunity, and MTHFR and sulfation defects. These are not uncommon in families where uh, the children have autism. And maternal, uh, what we call teratogen susceptibility, some mothers carry a gene that makes them highly susceptible to birth defect-causing agents, meaning they don't clear them as well. And they also can have uh, defects in certain gene variants. So we look at all of this. And what we know is that it isn't all genetic. Otherwise, twins would be identical. And there's a lot, there are a lot of studies on identical twins. And in one particular presentation, uh, just giving the name John and Sam, not their actual names, they were identical twins. John has severe autism. He had surgery at three months, anesthesia, and strong medicines. Sam has Asperger's high functioning. He did not have any surgeries or complications at birth. So here are identical twins. They had the same womb environment, but one had more complications and the autism was more severe. Uh, We also have lots of studies that show when mothers take supplements prior to getting pregnant, three, six, nine months, a year ahead of time, and early into the pregnancy, that there is a lower risk for autism in the uh, children. Now, this is interesting. Even in mothers who carry genes that can, can increase the risk for autism in the child, The rate is lower if the mother has supplemented appropriately in advance. Now, autism deficiencies and defects, we find not the same thing in every single child, but there are some commonalities. Magnesium and zinc deficiency are probably the most common minerals. We can also see selenium, iron, and calcium deficiencies. In vitamins, we see vitamin D, vitamin A deficiencies, not uncommon. B vitamin defects, particularly in a child that is under-methylated and needs active forms of folate and B12. Uh, And biotin, we can see deficiencies in biotin, and this is through sophisticated testing. Other deficiencies that are not uncommon, omega-3 fatty acids, coenzyme Q10, methylation factors called TMG and DMG, amino acids, carnitine, taurine, and glutathione. And as I said, we can see gene uh, variants and gene expression issues with methylation, MTHFR, and sulfation, 
glutathione. And the difference here in layman's language is that many of the children that have autism, it is not that they're overexposed to toxins. It's that they have inefficient, I call them disposal systems, to get rid of toxins. So they build up, they affect neurological tissue, they get in the brain. So it may not be an excess exposure as much as it is an inability to facilitate the removal. And this can uh, be true of other family members as well. So uh, that is hopefully of interest to you. I am a co-author with Pamela Compart on two books that we have always been excited about. The first one was the Kid-Friendly ADHD and Autism Cookbook. And it's been popular beyond what we ever imagined. And we're glad that it's helped a lot of families. To this point, we have, uh, I think there have been more than 85,000 books sold. That is amazing to me. But again, we are glad. We are glad to to see that it's been helpful. And Uh, The second book, the ADHD and Autism Nutritional Supplement Handbook, this is one of the few cutting-edge books that helps you identify what can be helpful for your child. This book, before patients see their practitioners, it's a good idea to read this book so that the parent can have a, a fruitful conversation with the doctor regarding all of the biomedical approaches that are available uh, for our, our patients. And one of the things that concerns us as practitioners is that it can take six months or more to get into the providers who do know how to apply uh, the biochemical testing, biomedical uh, testing, and treatment. Uh, there are not enough practitioners that are gifted in this. It is not easy. It's it's not cookbook, but it's important. I also want to alert you to the Autism Exchange, uh, and that's the Autism Exchange. Its mission is to connect autism caregivers with the information, products, and services they need to care for their loved ones to the very fullest. And you will find this an extremely helpful website. Information is free for a nominal rate. You can can have access to much more. It is designed by parents. It's brilliant. And that's the autismexchange.com. I am a scientific advisor and contributor on that. And I also want to tell you about the Neurological Health Foundation. Neurological Health Foundation. This is also one of which I'm a scientific advisor. Excellent, excellent pre, pre-conception prenatal, lots of good information. We'll talk more about these subjects in future shows. For those who have just tuned in, you're with The Essentials of Healthy Living. I want you to remember, it's not the number of breaths you take, it's the moments that take your breath away. This is Dana Lake and Village Green wishing each and every one of you good health and a breathtaking day. Ah, the joy of commuting in Washington. Whether you work on the hill or outside of the Beltway, you know how stressful it is to get around. Stress can take a serious toll on your health, and Village Green Apothecary can help. We offer over 10,000 healthy living products, including top-quality nutritional supplements, herbal remedies, and more. 
Our nutritionists and pharmacists are here to advise you about creating your very own individualized healthy living plan. Visit Village Green Apothecary in Bethesda, 5415 West Cedar Lane, or check out our website at myvillagegreen.com. 